I decided not to just watch Outlander last night, but also live tweeted it. Season three, episode two, The Dunbonnet. And if you want to find me, tweet along or let me know your thoughts on it. You can always grab me. It's Carson on Air, spelled C-A-R-S-E-N. And my overwhelming impression of last night's episode, at first I was calling it ghosts, but that's not 100% correct. It's actually all about echoes. And the idea of an echo is it seems like it's the real thing, but no, it's not quite as strong. It's not quite as present. And that's how I felt about so many things that were going on in the episode. Of course, starting with Ian and now Fergus missing parts of themselves, literally, physically, Ian talking to Jamie about the loss of his leg and how sometimes he can still feel it. And then when Jamie goes to talk to Fergus, about the hand being gone, and Fergus says that he can still kind of feel it. But what's good about that, the reverse echo, is Fergus being maimed. Sorry, Fergus, that was terrible. But it it, it did end up well because it brought Jamie out of his echo. I think that's all Jamie has been, is an echo for these last six years. That it it seems like it's James Fraser, but it's not really. It's it's not the full Technicolor full volume that we're used to from our favorite Scott. Now, now we've got Jamie back. And Jamie getting it on, which I understand Jamie needed to get his groove back. Um, thank you for not showing it. I, I appreciate that from the writers and the directors and all the creative team. Because when you think about it too. That that intimacy, that sex scene was going to be nothing but an echo of what he had with Claire, because it certainly was not going to broach anywhere near the feelings, the connection that the two of them had, which is exactly what we saw with Claire and Frank. And am I the only one who every time it happens, I'm like half hiding under a blanket going, no, no, I don't want to watch this. It's so wrong, which is. Honestly, no offense to Frank and the actor, Tobias, because he's fantastic and actually kind of yummy and makes me, I like, I don't want to root for Frank and Claire, but I want to root for Frank. And let's be honest, we're all just rooting for Claire and Jamie to get back together. I mean, episode six can't come soon enough. But even watching them together, it was the ghost of Jamie, the echo of Jamie that she's seeing, which, by the way, thank you for that shot smoldering Jamie naked by the fire. Like, yep, we definitely needed a little bit more Sam vision like that. But when she's having that first fantasy, when she, when she's got that going on in her mind, and then obviously we know what she's thinking of when she goes back to Frank and says, I miss my husband. Trust me, Claire, we all miss your husband, too. And we know you're not talking about Frank We're not talking about Frank. Yes, you miss Jamie. We miss Jamie. And those two times that she tries to get physical, she tries to get intimate. It's it's just not the same. It is. It's it's an echo. It's it's not what she wants. It's an imitation. It's it is. It's ghosty. It's um, it's like a wisp of what she did have. It's just certainly not at the full volume. It's it's not there. It's not cranked anymore. What I thought was kind of interesting, too, is the relationship with Jerry and Millie that I see them as an echo. I see them almost as a funhouse mirror of what Claire and Frank could have been had she not gone through the stones. Because they seem pretty happy, but like any typical woman, wife, whatever you want to call her, 
Millie complains about Jerry. That happened in episode one, that she makes the jokes that we all make. She's cracking on her husband. But even at the table, they're sharing that intimacy, that quick kiss. He's making that sexual innuendo. And that's what Frank and Claire would have been had she not known a life with Jamie. So even looking at them, the reflection coming back is, here's what you could have had, but it's it's just not going to go that way. And of course, in... I mean, Echo, Ghost, the whole thing when she's in Cambridge going to school, presumably Claire comes upon the guy with the bagpipes. Could you be more heavy handed, Outlander? Could you break my heart anymore? It really was so emotional. You know, episode one, I was on the verge of tears a good five times. Episode two, it was just full on. Are you guys going to buy stock in Kleenex? Because trust me, there is a run on tissues in my house. It's It's just all the imagery and the callbacks and it's all coming together that, yes, it is going to be emotional when they reunite. We definitely all want to see it. It's taking a long time to get there, but we knew that was going to happen. And in the meantime, it's just you're 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 just bleeding us with a thousand paper cuts. I I mean, if it's possible, I'm just leaking out my eyes all the time. Um, Something also pretty cool that happened yesterday is. Because I was live tweeting and I look, I will always look for attention from those folks on Twitter. I mean, isn't our main goal to try to get some sort of interaction with, all right, let's be fair, Sam, but everybody else that's involved, sure. Well, the guy that plays Jerry saw one of my tweets about it and he actually replied with the crying face emojis because really, Millie and Jerry, they're a little, they were a little bit too intimate at number one a house in the 40s, and number two, a British household in the 40s. Like, that was, I thought they were a little too much for that. So I tweeted, I thought they were going to be swingers in the 60s. I mean, we're going to span those decades. And Martin Delaney actually replied to that with the crying face, which was super adorable. And then I tweeted at one of the executive producers. If you didn't know, Meryl Davis is on Twitter, at Tall Ship Productions, And I actually made the comment about Kleenex that they needed to do it. And she favorited it, which means like I should definitely be working for the show, right? Okay, not exactly. Um, One other point, it's kind of a weird train of thought. I know I'm switching tracks. But I think the last point I wanted to make was something about uh, something that harkens back to last week. I was talking about as much as Jamie didn't want to be alive, Jamie wanted to be dead. I felt he had a much more uh, visible support system than Claire did, that Jamie was literally propped up by the bodies of his clansmen, that when they were going through the executions, you had people coming over to him to make their peace, that as much as he didn't want it, Jamie does have a clan. He's got a flock around him. Claire? Claire's got nobody. I mean, she doesn't really want Frank, and their relationship even before she went through the stones, it was very formal and very uptight, and it's definitely not gotten any better. But something I noticed uh, in terms of, I guess this is sets, set dressing. Why do Frank and Claire need that big house? I know she makes a comment about it in the first episode. Um, It's them and a kid. She's got this massive expanse of space. And when you look back to what she's been in the last three years, she's also been in some very big places like the castles and Lollybrock. And there were always people. There was activity. There was life. There was there was a heartbeat even in the building because there were so many folks around her. Now she's in this same kind of big space and there's nothing. Again, it's just the emptiness that surrounds her because 
I feel like we all feel bad for Jamie because Claire did. We knew that she had a life to get to, and yet this life is this life is pretty terrible for her. Just with the surroundings, the only bright spot is Bree, and we all know that that's not always going to be the case. Because man, Bree was a brat in the episode last season. Um, so Jamie, Jamie, I get it. I get it. You had to uh, get yours. I appreciated that you cried, and that made me cry. And I think it's—I think it's going to be that really Jamie, Jamie survives as more of a person than she does. Claire will throw herself into med school, but he's—he might be able to form more of a life than she did. Now, for those of you that have read the books, I'm sure you can tell me true one way or the other, but I haven't. I'm just talking about the show.